Hello, all you cats and kittens. Welcome <laughs> to ADD Masterminds. I'm Bridge Lavoit, and I'm here with... The girl. I represent girl. all of us, ladies. All of the ladies. Every single one. <laughs> I speak for all of womankind. Yes, it's me. <laughs> I'm I just, the problem. It's me. I just speak for bridge kind. Okay. We speak for all the bridges. <laughs> all the bridges. Oh, wow. Right. I, I actually remember um, when I went to this like camp and uh, I met this guy who was like super, super not my kind of person, but he was like okay. super spiritual and like, like he was good at praying and stuff. And I told him, I feel like my calling is to be a bridge. And he looks at me, he's like, young man, sometimes bridges get walked on. Ooh. And yeah, I'm feeling that today. I'm I'm very excited about therapy today because I need it. I've yes. been walked on a lot really lately. So okay. Um go, yeah. go get your holes patched, go get some, you know, <laughs> some asphalt resurfacing. Just to to loop back for a second, do you think there are people who are bad at praying? Or just he was particularly good at praying? He was just like, it was like a charismatic thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Like, it's like, I mean, we could talk about like the Asbury thing that's going on without getting, I don't think we have to get political, but I'm like, it's kind of interesting to me because like, it doesn't really matter where you stand theologically. I think you've got like a bunch okay. of kids at a college. I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on there, but there's like a college okay. where there's supposedly this, like this revival and all these oh. people have different opinions on it. And it's been kind of interesting to see people from different like spectrums of huh. like theology go yeah, to this. I'm, I'm they're familiar. Like, I'm, I'm still off of out. the Twitters. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's mainly, I guess, I mean, like Twitter isn't real life. I remember somebody saying Twitter right. isn't real life. And I'm like, I'm still in Twitter. I bring it into my real life all the time. I make bad <laughs> decisions. So that's why I've just got to stay off it. I don't know anything that's going on and it's awesome <laughs> but outside of twitter yes. i mean it is a bible college um okay. and they're probably on like our 100 of our last i checked anyways it was like mm -hmm. 100 hours of um just like worship and prayer and oh, reading wow. the bible and you know the people are trying to evaluate whether it's a actual revival or not and i just you know <sighs> I kind of watch something like that. And I'm like, just let the kids do that, man. Yeah. Like, let's see where this goes. I don't know why we goes. need to see if it's legit and like categorize it. You know, it's if they're if they're being revived, it's a revival. How many people does it take? How long does it have to last? How are we deciding that it's a revival or not? Like, is there, are there yeah, specifics that was... on that? Are there metrics? Yeah. You can check. And I saw someone talking about that. It's like, okay. and I'm like. <laughs> yeah it's huh. that's the joke right there it's like yeah. well how many how many uh days sustained <laughs> honestly but i'm just if... like look like just let the kids have as much holy spirit as they want that's mm. Mm. i think i can say that without getting like super i think so controversial theologically i think you're all right there yeah i remember like i i used to like play bass at church on the worship team mm. and we were kind of like this this um church that was working at becoming like one of those big city churches with okay. 
the smoke and light show and everything. Mm. We didn't have smoke, but we had really cool lights. Okay. And video, video oh. of us worshiping, right? And that were those were put in ads for the church and stuff. Oh, right? okay. So it was big kind time. of a big deal. Yeah. But um, I remember we did like practice and then we were doing pre-service prayer. And one of the one of the older gentlemen, um, he says, you guys sounded you guys sound really good today. And I said, can't argue with that. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny response. I like that. Just start like, saying that know. when people compliment you. Can't argue with that. All right. I like that. <laughs> Because it's you, a little you, funnier than I know. So, you know, you can kind of get away with it being cocky. Yeah, it's cocky, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's called All confidence. Right. Actually, it's really interesting to me how like um, confidence and humility kind of walk hand in hand. Mm. Um, like it's like you need a certain level of um, confidence before you can actually have humility. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like if you're 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 always looking for um if I'm always looking for somebody to give me um encouragement because I don't have enough confidence. Right. It's very hard to be humble. But if you're satisfied okay. with your level of confidence, then you're secure enough to be humble. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. It's quite I the like paradox because it's like, well. I don't need anything from any of you, <laughs> which uh, now I need to say that humbly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I've. It's like you can just spend your whole life trying to understand what humility is. I mean, for that matter, uh, I'm listening more than reading, but listening through um, all four gospels every month um, uh -huh. since January. It's been really cool. Jesus was really cocky in places, <laughs> like yeah. the way they spoke to people and the way, that, you know, the people that he would speak to and the ways that he was kind of like sarcastic and sassy and the like, yeah. okay, if you can't answer, I'm not going to answer you either. Yeah. Yet he's a hundred percent also the picture of humility and laying himself down for others in service. So like those two things go hand in hand and aren't necessarily contradictory that you can totally be absolutely confident but fully humble as well yeah it's it's crazy it's it's a great yeah. mystery <laughs> oh yeah and so it's it's fun to try to understand it oh um, yeah you ever like get emails from people and they reply with like cheers like or yes. they send you an email and they end it with cheers yes yeah i get a couple of those I always, and i like, always assume they're like cheers like yeah the clink with the glasses but i'm uh, now i'm gonna see it as like are they like yay like can they be just cheering me on oh, or something that's i'm gonna do i'm gonna interpret it that way instead i always think cling when i hear the clink yeah <laughs> cheers cling. cling it's like they're drinking yes. at the office i guess um <laughs> or warm regards warmest regards best yeah. wishes yeah i want like smoking hot regards like not warm well i can't even touch them white hot regards white hot regards you like can't that. handle these regards they're so hot get your of gloves ready yeah we're just like oh i man something funny popped in my head and now it's already gone but just yeah 
more Mr. How Guards. It ADD was something. Of you. Uh, right, exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> Sloppy wet regards. Sloppy wet. That's so gross. Unforeseen regards. If you're more conservative. <laughs> unforeseen regards. We sing unforeseen, and yeah. I don't actually like that. I don't like sloppy wet either, but I'm like, that's the way it's written. That's the way I want to sing it. I kind of loved, like, I think it was Jesse, Jesse Carey with yeah. his, like, unforeseen kiss. That's, like, yeah. without consent. I'm like, ooh. Oh, well, that's that, right. That, wow. That's a good point. Dang. He's a smart dude. He is funny, but when he goes, he is a smart dude. I would love to interview him. I would love to just, I'll just listen. Like I, I would kill, <laughs> kill to be part of it, but I'll take, like, you can mute me and I'll just like freak out the whole time. But I think there's just like people that are like my interview crushes. I'm like, I'd oh, love sure. to interview that person. I want to pick their brain. Yeah. I just want to talk to you for a bit. Yeah. Um, It's interesting though. Like I, like some, there's some figure that's like fiercely political. So I won't mention the person's name. Um, but I used to be such a huge fan of his work and I remember he said like some, something brilliant he said at one time was like, um, there are things that are like solid truths, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gravity, the law of gravity or the earth being round, not to get political. (laughs) Um, and then he's like, there are other things that are like more difficult to distinguish um, and they're, they're truths that are just kind of like dreamlike realities where it's like, okay, well, spiritual entities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We cannot just like solidly say like, this is the facts. These are the facts okay. about it. Right. Yeah. And he said that like for those dreamlike realities, it is vital that the arts illustrate those things. Mm, okay. And I was like, that's so beautiful. And I remember at that point, I was like, I would really like to interview this dude. And then things really changed. And I think it's just like he really got attacked. And I think it changed um, the type of person he was, is like he was continuously attacked by one political entity, Hmm. um, which kind of forced him into a position where he started defending the other political entity. And now everything he does is just reactionary. And I'm like, there's no brilliance to what he does anymore. And it's really okay. sad. But I'm like, there was a time when that would have been my interview crush. And now I'm like, no. No, no it's over. It's too bad. The time has passed. You ever notice like some people's like singing voice is like completely different from their talking voice? Yes. And it drives me crazy. There's this stupid show. I don't know if Canada has it, but I can see your voice in which oh. these people... Sometimes they speak, but they lip sync to either their own voice or a recording like studio artist's voice. Oh, and you have to tell if they can actually sing in real life. But oh, like most of the time when they're like, I'm a chef and I blah, blah, blah. I can't tell if the voices match. I have no idea. I don't know if it's going to ha- end up with an accent, like people that I speak to. And I'm like, oh, you can probably sing. Never. So I, I'm just bad at it, I guess. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because like how whether you can tell somebody can sing based on their talking voice, right? Yeah, and I think there's people who think that that, or maybe pe- there's certain people that can tell, but for the most part, I just expect everybody should be able to carry a tune at least a little bit. So when I hear mm-hmm. someone that can't, I'm like, oh, why why don't you sound weird when you speak? Like you have control over your tone <laughs> and pitch when you're speaking. Why doesn't that carry over? 
I remember watching the film Crossroads when it came out. And okay. I don't know why I was watching it. Sure. But um, there's a point where she does karaoke. Yeah. And she sang in her normal singing voice. And I was like, if I was like a music artist and I was doing a movie where I had to do karaoke, I would okay. sing way off key and I think it'd be hilarious. It would be so funny. Oh, Jewel. You know Jewel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You said that uh, she, when she does sound check, I don't know if she always does this, but she sings off key during sound check. <laughs> she's like, just like, just a quarter note or something like that. Anyways, yeah. she's, she got all technical about it, but she's just like, I just sing it's off little, key. And she's like, so I had these people who like won some kind of a, like, oh, they no. get to sneak into sound check. Yeah. <laughs> And, and she's like, like, yeah. So these people are just like, they swear that I use auto tune. <laughs> I'm like, I have so much respect for Jewel now. I just think that's so like funny. That. And that's hard to be able to maintain just, just a little half tone below. But she was on a similar show, same network. She was on The Masked Singer and she was unbelievable. She doesn't yeah. sound like those first couple of albums that she made. She sounds mm. completely different. Huh. You know, there's a couple of, uh, of artists that they got given a sound like we want you to sound this way but their natural singing voice is entirely different it's really weird huh all right so yeah. another one without okay. getting political can we talk about madonna's face for a minute what is going on with her face i actually know yeah. enough about this one okay you know what's funny because i've been watching like on. on tiktok for a while okay. um every once in a while like madonna would pop up and it's like she she got extensive plastic surgery um yeah. to look younger um and when people watched the grammys um i guess they didn't know that she got this mm -hmm. done and so it was okay. like a shock to them and so yeah. there were all kinds of opinions about her face okay. um and just kind of like well you didn't have to do this you could have just aged gracefully and all this stuff mm -hmm. and it's just kind of what I th think is so funny about this is that it's like, change your face back, Madonna. Right. What is she going to do about it now? Nothing. If she tried to undo it, it would be worse. It will get worse. I mean, uh, it's bad work, but it's her yeah. face. You got to yeah. you know, do what you got to do. But it's yeah, well, and weird. I think, you know, it's funny because I've always I've I've for the longest time I've been like age gracefully team age gracefully. Let's stop sure. placing expectations on people on how they should age. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this lady on Twitter, heathen queen. Okay. Who was talking about like how, like she's, she's a Christian. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, she, she was like, but she, I'm she gonna was going to go for it. Just like, sure. Yeah, Why sure. Not? I'm a heathen Christian. No, um, she, she, uh, she said that she gets Botox injections regularly. And mm -hmm. she's like, and it's because I do video content and I like how my face looks better. Okay. And it's, um, I don't know, whatever Botox does. Right. And I remember like thinking about it. I'm like, who am I to judge that? Like, mm. why do I always assume like people should age gracefully? Um, okay. Why would I care that a person is dying their hair to look younger right. than they are? Um, and it, I, I guess it got me thinking too about this whole, like, I know what's best for other people. 
and how like I think that when I know what's best for other people, I'm not taking the time to understand them. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like, and I think that's kind of the the trick with the big E word empathy. Mm-hmm. Is that if I know what's best for people, other people, it's very challenging to be empathetic because my empathy will only go so far. Because when it starts to challenge how I know what's best for other people, yeah, it has to stop. Like something has to give. I either need to continue to be empathetic and maybe deconstruct my mm-hmm. thoughts of what's best to that person. Yeah. Or um, I just decide that being empathetic doesn't matter. Right. So, Mm. yeah. And so that's kind of a, that's a challenge. And I think it's the same thing when I start with empathy, it's like, okay, so if I'm empathetic toward my child, how far do I go with that? Because as a parent, I should know what's best for them. Right. Right. Yeah. And if I take the empathy too far, it's just, it's inevitable that if you let empathy be your guiding principle, that you just let that person have full autonomy. Like you, I understand how you feel. Right. And I can't override that if I'm just going to be full on empathetic. So, I mean, like with a two-year-old, just being full on empathetic is useless. Like you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to cry and kick and scream with you. Right, right, right. Um, But it's like, as people get older, how much autonomy do you give them? You know, like, do you still keep that thought that you know what's best for them? And I mean, with Madonna, she's, I think, in her 60s now. So I I will allow her full autonomy. Let her do what she needs to do to her face. But yeah, I work at a daycare. Some of these kids, I just, I can't let them do whatever they want to their face (laughs) because they'd be covered in cheese. (sighs) Yeah, I... You know, it's funny. Um, there's a uh, proverb I think about a lot. Um, totally separate topic. But uh, it talks about the good old days and how it's not wise. It's not wise to say such things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, things were better in the good old days. Yeah, And I think it's like it's having that knowledge that um, times change. Yeah. And I really have always believed that like with each generation like we exchange vices for virtues and virtues for vices Mm. and so like things will change and it's like it's going to be better and it's going to be worse like each generation is going to make things better and worse there's not a single time in history where we had everything right oh no absolutely and it's i think it's silly to assume that we had everything right at a point in history and we need to go back. Yes. But I think it's also silly to say, well, where we are now is better in every way. Right. Oh, of course. I, for as much as, yeah, it's always, it's the trade-off. You're absolutely right. So what is the deal with introverts? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm such, um, I mm, see Like I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Cause like, I want to be invited places. I don't want to actually go like the <laughs> idea that that amount of time leading up to like, Oh, I have to actually go there and be there is awful. But once I'm there, I'm fine. And I'm on and I have a good time. And then I'm exhausted for like three days. Like it's hard for me to want to be around people. Once yeah. I am, I enjoy it. But you know, yeah, the the amount of time it takes for me to lead up to just seeing any humans, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I I get like, and I'm at a level of like emotional exhaustion just mm. with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and so like even you know like i get into states where and i i actually i tweeted about this i'm like everything makes me sad right now this will pass right right and like you get to a point where i'm just like i'm so emotionally overwhelmed but i don't want to talk to anyone about it and so yeah. it's like almost you just want to let it pass even though like people are like you should talk about it right like it's yeah i was uh telling a friend the other day and I was like I feel like I'm on the verge of some kind of meltdown mm. like it's not that I'm just so at the end of my rope but I can just feel that I've been just kind of like going and not processing and everything's getting like backed up in my brain yeah so at some point I yeah. need to just sit and cry for like 17 yeah. minutes yeah and just get everything out and just refresh and I'll be fine like an emotional vomit I just need to get it out <laughs> and then I'll yeah. be fine nothing's wrong I'm just backed up so I, I totally, yes, I get that as well. Well, it, it's interesting too. Like I went for coffee with one of the pastors from my church mm -hmm. and um, she said that like everything that you're doing right now, you know, in your podcast and online, you think you're doing it out of anger, but you're actually doing it out of grief. And I was like, whoa. Ooh. And I think like when I heard that, something shifted in me where I realized anger is like huge, like yeah. it takes up so much space. But once you recognize it as grief, I feel like it condenses and there's okay. kind of more space within yeah. you emotionally. Yeah. It's a little and easier so, to sit with. Yeah, you sit with it. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm working through kind of understanding, like, what am I grieving? And how far back does my backup of grieving go? Ooh, uh -huh. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to unravel right now. And so okay. I've been like journaling. That's basically what my therapist told me to do is do some okay. journaling. And so I've started doing that. Good. And it's painful and I hate it. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing I learned in therapy that was That's really right. interesting is um, we're talking about empathy because I'm like, basically my biggest thing is that like, I want to know where I end and other people begin. Mm. I need to yeah. set boundaries for myself because it's yeah. like, I'm just getting overwhelmed. And my therapist said to me, you know that you saying you're feeling what other people are feeling? It's like, actually, you're imagining that you're feeling what other people are feeling. And I hated that she said that. I hate it so much. <laughs> no. But she's totally right. None of this is real. And I'm like, Oh my God, incredible. are we actually really selfish? 
that we're like, this person's actually going through this thing. And I'm such an empath that I feel it too. Are we just actually narcissistic? <laughs> like we have to make this about us. Oh my gosh. I don't want that to be true. I don't know, but I think it like, oh. it. what it does for me is yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if this is all in my imagination, I can control it. It doesn't need to be okay. out of control where I'm just wrecked because my child had a bad day. Mm, like okay. honestly okay so this is a crazy thing that happened is like um my kids were um buying a video card um okay. on like kind of like a craigslist it might have been facebook marketplace let's go with facebook marketplace that's pretty okay. universal yeah um so they go to buy it um and i was like okay so one kid i'm just not going to name the kids um, so one kid was going to get a new computer out of the deal. Um, we were going to buy this new video card and um, it was going to be a new computer for mm -hmm. one person and the other person was going to get the old computer. Yeah. And the third kid was going to have the joy of building a computer. And so they were like, hey, I know you've been away because I work seven days on, seven days off. And it's like, yeah. I know you've been away a lot. You're probably exhausted, but can we go like, can you drive us to pick up this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want everybody to have what they want. Let's do it. Sure. So we go do it. Um, they install the card and they're having problems with it. Potentially they got ripped off. Uh. And I'm like, oh God, I'm disappointed for the kid that was getting a new computer. Disappointed for the kid that you know, was going to get the new computer and disappointed yeah. for the kid that thought that they were going to build the computer. Like all three of them just devastated yeah. for them. And I'm so sad. Go to bed, wake up the next morning. And I'm like, I drove a lot for that. Mm. I'm disappointed mm. too. For me. Yeah. And I'm like, why did it take that long for me to realize how I feel? Mm. Okay. But it's like, oh, wow. it's interesting because it's like, I don't have to be this way because all of this is in my imagination and it's not really <sighs> useful for me to be no. devastated for someone else. And so yeah. it's like, this is silly stuff. And so, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to me. Um, like learning, learning those boundaries. Um, and I think like, I don't know what, my grieving and understanding my grief what role that plays in like i i think it will give me more capacity mm. um to handle things but it's like yeah i'm just i'm a, i'm a very emotional person yeah and i just get so overwhelmed and it sucks but i also love that i'm this way yeah it's because it's not everybody and when I meet people who aren't like that I don't understand it that like they aren't this deeply affected by whether it's somebody next next to me or something you know around the world that I'm like how how does that not just like gut you every yeah. time you hear about yeah. something that's awful yeah. I don't know how to not depersonalize but just I don't know how to make space between me and the thing just yeah, the empathy, exhaustion, the caring way too much. I don't know how to well, separate it. And the problem, too, is like people not understanding it. Yeah. 
like when people are just like, oh, and they're trying to figure out how to assign selfish motivation for what you're saying. Mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. like oh you just think that your opinion is more important and i'm like this sure. is not about opinion like i'm looking yeah. at that person and yeah. they're telling me they're suffering and i'm believing them yes yes you don't believe them and you continue to do the same things to that person right and you're saying this is just a matter of opinion i am checking out like you and i yes. can't talk anymore yeah like that's yeah. just it yeah <laughs> and no. i'm i'm there with multiple relationships right now where I'm just like, my gosh. Um, it was funny too, because uh, like more so on the empathetic end of things, you know, somebody had said like, talking about like, you have to like, not believe in God um, to care about people was essentially what they said. Okay. And then I started explaining my view of God. And they said, oh, well, that's all in go- all well and good, but what are you doing for justice? And I was like, ooh, I don't think I can be friends with this person either. Like, Because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to explain all the things I'm doing to help right. people. Right, right. Like, I'm like, don't. Like, and I'm no, like, I'm. You, yeah, the internet's just so gross. Yeah. And I mean, this is like. Oh, my God, was this in real life? This is an X. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I'm like, well, I guess I don't need my ex in my life. No. We're good. <laughs> it's it's but really like, true. I, you know, you just, care about one thing and then it's like, well, what about these? And do you care about that? And it's like, yeah, but I'm talking about this thing right now. Like, yeah, uh, no, I'm just not interested in carrying on these relationships where people are going to question my character and mm. try to force me to, to defend myself. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to spend my energy defending myself i'd rather defend other people yeah and so it's like if you're gonna make this about me it's like i'm not doing this you can think that i'm a horrible person i don't care i just want life to be a little better for other people and i need to learn how to care about life being better for me and maybe that's what therapy is for is I need to go. start caring about life being better for me because yeah. I really live for others and it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe BetterHelp could sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. They sponsor everybody. BetterHelp. Have you have you ever used BetterHelp? I have signed up and gotten very close to actually using it a few uh-huh. times. And then I always chicken out and just call somebody that I know instead. But I've been in therapy several times, like real things, like not say it's not real therapy, but like in-person talk therapy several times. Um, so very, very much pro therapy. I had, I had a coworker that was talking about, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I attended a webinar on that. Or no, what's the, what's a webinar where you actually do it in person? <laughs> And I'm like, in personal? Personal. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I like that. Oh, man. All right. I I, I think I was talking about like kind of what church should be when I wrote Mm -hmm. this note, whenever I wrote it. But it's like a welcoming community, community, a welcoming community, not a hard to join club. Ooh, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Like I I guess like maybe if we were to look to the like early church, I wonder what the qualifications were for people to join the community. To like 
because they were all home churches mm. so or like yeah like the the early christian church we'll say you know was was home churches because they were coming out of the temples and teaching mm. each other at home so you know i wonder could you just be like hey it's uh it's the sabbath a bunch of y'all are getting together you're talking about talking about jesus can i come in here like or i mean and then they were in hiding a lot so maybe yeah. maybe it was a little bit hard but yeah how picky were they about who comes and sits in their pews and you know yeah eats their dinners and stuff like that i would hope that everybody was you know was welcoming yeah well and i i think there was something really attractive about the movement initially mm -hmm. um it's just like these people are different and i like i like the idea of getting back to that yeah. and like it's like i'm just you know this is exciting these are people that are like thinking a bit differently about stuff yeah and it's like and they're like they really believe in like nonviolence and taking care of other people. And I'm like, I love that kind of movement. Oh, you know, what's really interesting though, too, is that now I am thinking in terms of the old days were better. They were better. <laughs> it's good to think of. <laughs> no. But it's, it's interesting. Like, so like, what does that look like in modern times? Right? Like yeah. what does, a contagious community look like in modern mm. times like i i want to just like break bread with people yeah and talk about like what's a better way of being yeah. like i just i just think that's so beautiful I mean, it's church, living water it should be the first place if you're involved even if you're not involved in a church but that you think of to go i need help with something Mm. And somebody here can help me, you know, whether it's somebody that is looking for, you know, I, we have um, a couple of, you know, young single moms in our congregation that we try to come around and everything. And whether it's, I need diapers, whether you need yeah. food, whether you need a babysitter, like you should, we have to interact with everybody, no matter what. I'm not saying we should yeah. all be isolated, but like when you have a problem, I feel like community wise, it should go right to, well, there's somebody somewhere at my church that can help. There's somebody yeah. that can help my family. You know, we need to borrow a car for a week. Somebody's going to loan us a car, you know, yeah. and just that intentional community. Known for their love. Right. Beautiful thing. I know somebody was asking, like uh, somebody on Twitter asked, Actually, I think I did this as the ADD Masterminds account. Mm -hmm. um, they asked, like, if you only could have one prayer um, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. And I was just like, teach me how to love. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's anything else. Like, because I, I really think that it's like God is love and I need to learn how to love. Yeah. And I think learning how to love involves, you know, asking for forgiveness when I fall short of love and yeah. learning how to love better. And it's just kind of this iter iterative process. And I love that the Apostle Paul was like, follow my example. And it seems like there's certain realms of theology where people are like, oh, don't look at me. Look at Jesus. Yes, yes. And it's like, it's learned helplessness at this point. It's like, we should all be able to say, follow uh, my example. Yeah. You know, I, again, reading through the gospels repetitively, 
And the amount of times that it's like, oh, this was some of John's disciples. And this was something like these, these people were questioning them because they were one of, you know, John the Baptist's disciples. These were Paul's disciples. Like, and we make it very much like we shouldn't have followers. We shouldn't mm. have people who are looking to them. Yeah. But they they had disciples the same way that Jesus did. Now, I don't personally want that responsibility, but (laughs) there's not necessarily, I mean, as long as you're not going, this is the only one, whatever, you know, I'm not going to say you should have a spiritual guru, but to have somebody that you're kind of like, no, this is the guy that, that helps me filter Mm. the Bible and the world and how those things connect Mm. and check it against scripture. But like, Maybe they didn't have apostles, but they had dis- they had their own disciples. They had their own learners, yeah. Yeah. you know? So it wasn't, they weren't all just only look at Jesus. They were like, yeah, I'll help you out. Well, you know, we'll all teach each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think it's vital that we try to set a good example. And I think part of setting a good example is saying, ooh, that was not a good example. I am right. sorry, guys. Yeah. And I think if you can do that, then you can say to people, follow my example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote this down, too. I like how I'm like, how do I segue into this? I'm just going to say I wrote this down. Just do it. That works. Ooh. <laughs> I guess there's it doesn't have to be a perfect segue every time. Okay. Um. The only way to get people to another place is by walking with them. Hmm. Okay. I'll take that. I think so. I mean, I mean, somebody the, you, should, walk you know, with they'll them. follow their instructions. You know, that they'll get where they're supposed to go. You know, they'll get there safely. Yeah. I think like, I like, that. like if we really want to, I guess maybe discipleship, this is where discipleship comes in. It's like, mm-hmm. we need to be willing to walk with people to where they should be going. I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, again, it's that tension between how much empathy do I give and how much do I say, I know what's best for you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That is such an interesting tension because I think that's true of every relationship is that it's like, how much autonomy do I give? Like, how much do I say to this person? I will leave you to your own devices. (laughs) I mean, in a good way. Like, yeah. Your own devices. Like, I, I, you do you. I trust yeah. you that you're not going to do something Right, I'm not going to take this idiotic. over. Right. But <laughs> here's my advice. Here is my concern. You're now on your own, though. I think that's... I think yeah, that's and, it's, and, and walking with them, I think, is the most effective way mm. to help them go in the way that they should go. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I like, this is it. interesting, because I'm like, I'm... How much do I know about where someone should go? I'm like, I, I mean, mm, like, honestly, okay. like, even like with my own children, I'm like, okay, this is where you're at. And I'm like, what do we do with this? <laughs> right. Cause it's like, yeah. well, I don't need you to be living in my own image of what I think your life should be. Right. Right. I mean, I have a hunch that this is what's best. Sure. So I can say this is what I think is best, but this it's is what like feels safest. I can't make you go there. Yeah. Um, if you want to go there, I can walk with you. That's mm. what it is. If you want to go there, I can walk with you and help you get there. 
Okay. Just, you don't have to go by yourself. Yeah. And that's good. You know, it's just, no, I'm not going to tell you where to go, but I'm going to make sure that you get there safely and, and yeah. that you're not alone. Yeah. 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 That's what we need. That's ch church just needs to walk each other around and back. That's what yeah. that should be. Yeah, I think so. Cause it's like, everybody's got a different story and it's like, you cannot just ignore that story and then say, this is where you should be mm -hmm. because we're, we're in a disciple making factory and we all got to look the same. Mm -hmm. It's like, we've got to figure out how to walk with people. Um, it's like, it's like a good producer. I, I know um, there's a guy. I totally forgot his name. But he like produced like Johnny Cash. There's that Johnny Cash album where he did all those oh, acoustic covers, including yeah. Hurt. Ooh, yeah. And um, but this this uh, producer said that his job is not to put his own like signature on every band. Mm -hmm. It's like he wants to understand that band. Um, and just make them sound like the best versions of themselves. Yeah. Right. And so if we're looking at from like a like spiritual perspective, it's like people are created to be a certain way. And so it's like, so how do I walk along with that person to help them be the best version of themselves? Mm -hmm. um, right. While still like making sure that they're kind of pursuing a higher self and not a lower self. I, yeah. I think that's kind of it. Yeah. That's what a guru should do. That's what a guru should do. <laughs> the guru to the guru. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, I guess, like the pressures of parenthood. That's okay. That's, that's a hard. nice light one. Yeah. Light topic there. I, I guess like, and that's with, with parenthood is like, I guess it's like learning to understand your children. Mm. But like, at some level, wanting to mold them too. Yeah. And figuring out where to intervene and where not to. Yeah. No, figuring them out who they are, you know, when they're, especially when they're young, it's hysterical as they're developing like their little personalities. And, you know, this one loves to do this and this one finds that scary. Um, it's just their, yeah, their own little personalities are hysterical. But then trying to like, okay, this is funny, but like, less or quiet or only at home or whatever, you know, trying to rein in. Oh no, that's just trying to make them palatable and that's not fun, but like well, trying to, uh, that's yeah. like the smiles thing we talked about. I think it was last episode is like, you got so. bullied out of your smile, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. So it's like parents pre-bully their kids so they don't get bullied. And so it's yes. like, Ooh, yeah. I just want the world to be more accepting of people mm -hmm. right and yeah. just let them be interesting can we just let people be interesting i would yes, love let that them be interesting and quirky and yeah. you know if your kids secretly still some of mine still secretly like the like the little baby shows they used to watch <laughs> and they watch it in secret fine i don't need you watching something you know preteen that's going to teach you something stupid anyway yeah. maybe don't tell your friends about it but you can still <laughs> like whatever you want you know yeah. my my youngest is eight and a half and he still very much enjoys paw patrol like uh, uh -huh. can't lie he's still he just mostly likes dogs but yeah. um you know he's got 
he still has toys. He still has his lookout tower. He still walks. But when it was like time to get the, the hats and the gloves out of the basement, it was like, hey, your Paw Patrol hats, we're going to give them to your little friend, Sammy, because I'm sorry, you can't wear your Paw Patrol hats to third grade at school. Like, and he was just kind of like, all right, I get it. And like, some of the kids are totally like, I don't watch this anymore. And then some of them are like, do sometimes or I do with my little brother you know so they're all trying to front already it's ridiculous but just trying to like you know you can still enjoy what you want you just don't have to tell everybody well and it's funny then we're just teaching them to hide so I don't know well and it's like it's like um like gender is Mm -hmm. like that too where it's like these aren't things guys do yeah okay same I don't know maybe it is the same with femininity but like with masculinity for sure it's just like hardcore, like these are not things that guys do. Mm-hmm. And I've I've taken to just like using the heart emoji all the time. Okay. I'm like, I just want to spread love. And just I think it's heart. kind of funny that it's not a masculine thing to do. Okay. And no one's I ever f- like said, hey, that's a little bit girly for you to do that. But I, I do think it. that gender pressure honestly is way more on dudes. We don't have a ton of that anymore unless maybe you're trying to be more of like the traditional female role or whatever and then Mm -hmm. it's like well you're just a bad feminist and it's like but what if this is what I want you know and but then you're told that you're brainwashed into thinking that you want it it's ridiculous it's the same thing too with like Madonna's face right where mm -hmm. it's just kind of like well you've decided to do this to your face because of societal pressure it's like well she might be like well no, I, I just want to look this way. Maybe. Maybe she wanted to look a way and it got botched. I doubt yeah, she wanted maybe. to look the way it came out. But yeah, that's, no, again, I, that's on her. Yeah. And I'm, I, yeah, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that things would be far less complicated if we didn't tell people how to be mm-hmm. whatever they are, how to be okay. old, how to be young, how to be male, how to be female, how to be... Okay whatever like it's like i just a little more to each their own you know yeah well it's like set an example and i'm like you know if we talk about like what you know there is a form of masculinity Mm -hmm. that is very forced and it damages other people i'm not gonna say what it's called because that would be political but there is a form of masculinity yes that is damaging to other people yes and it's men are conditioned to be that way yeah and i'm like so what do i do about it um should i be ashamed of being a man and i'm like no no i'm just gonna set a better example and that's what i'm gonna do i'm like follow my example this is what masculinity should be (laughs) follow me Yeah. yeah yeah and i'm like i don't care i will fight for people's rights to be whatever like i <laughs> i just like, this is not hurting anybody so stop being a jerk if right? you're a dude doing something then it's a dude thing to do so sure who cares who cares it's fine yeah yeah and i'll leave it at that because um, i don't want to get controversial on this <laughs> um, never do never Oh, you know, it's a great controversy because I'm finding like really interesting that there's like art that makes people angry. Like yes. there was like that MLK thing. That, that statue thing. So bizarre. And I, I was like, I don't know what that is. 
but I kind of love how angry people are about it. Like, it's just, it's just funny. Cause it's like, this art hurts my head. I hate it. And I'm like, it's just kind of fun. And then there's like just outfits, outfits, weird outfits that people wear. Like lately there's just been this like next level bizarreness. And I think like a lot of like, like fashion shows are uh-huh. like wearing dumb things like super big pants or like, I don't know. There's just weird stuff that you're like, yeah. no one would ever wear that in real life unless it's like the Brit music awards. Oh, that's sure. That's not real life. <laughs> yeah. That's but, not real life. But um, I think that like it's it, the, the mentality is like, we're going to show a trend. We're going to do something bizarre and it'll shift fashion. And then fashion does kind of shift a bit. Right. But I'm like, I think academia is the same way. Like, it's like all of these Mm -hmm. like philosophers are just like, well, what about this? And it's Mm -hmm. like, they put an idea out there. That's like, well, that's not practical at all, but I think it shifts people's thinking and does actually transform society in the long run. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting because it's like, well, so. academia is useless because it's not real world. And it's like, yeah, it's not real world, but it gets people thinking in a certain way. And I think it does shift the way things yes. are thought of. Right. And, you know, from there, we hopefully make progress into something else. You know, every everything we hold as a very solid truth was a question at some point. So, mm. Man, I come up true. with like one good line for every show. <laughs> uh, I just, I have these brilliant moments. <laughs> I love this. This is so much fun. Okay. One more thing. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about, so I was thinking back to that. Um, I'm sure I was thinking of the same person, the person that had that brilliant thing about like dreamlike realities that okay. I will not name. I'm going to need to know afterwards because I'm not sure not who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I won't go there either. That gets political. Um, Harry but, Potter? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Okay. I, I went directly Henry into Potter. Just- the Henry, Henry Potter. When I was, uh, I was a young adult and when Harry Potter came out, and I was like in Walmart. I'm like, I heard the kids are really into the Henry Potter. <laughs> now I'm old enough to be that out of touch. I kind of love it. I, yes, I don't know who anybody is. I don't know what anything is. We didn't watch any Grammys because I, I don't know. And I'm much younger than, my, well, much, but I'm younger than my husband. And he counts on me to know who people are. And when I can't tell him who anybody is, then I know I'm too old. <laughs> Yeah, I. But, but anyway, the Henry Potter. Yeah, I like never watch like, I never watch um, award shows. No, like I just hear no about point. them later. Yeah, and then form strong opinions about them and rage on the internet. Absolutely. No. I don't know. I like it's like That's outrage evangelical, and then show. people counter with outrage against the mm-hmm. outrage, and it's like yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I got enough drama. I don't need that drama. Most part, I'm just like, nobody made you watch it. You can change the channel. In the end. But I, I interrupted you, so. No, no, it's all good. I don't even good. remember was, what we were talking about. We got way off track. The dream track, reality but, thing. Yeah. 
Well, I'm thinking like what I suspect has happened with that individual is mm-hmm. that they've really become conditioned to do whatever causes applause. Yeah. And I think that's when we get straight up silly is like, well, I'm just going to say whatever gives me applause and mm-hmm. you get huge and you make a lot of money off of it. But it's like, you're just not saying anything that's interesting yeah. anymore. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I want to follow my curiosity yeah, and see where that goes. And I'm like, People can accuse me of like, oh, you just want to be part of this group. I'm like, I'm not even sure what part of like what group I'm a part of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never wanted to join a group in my life, but OK. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just I've never really fit in a group. And okay. so I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I remember being on the worship team and I'm like, OK, I'm like a weirdo. It's kind of cool that. They're letting me play bass here, but I just still don't feel like I belong here. Yeah. And mm. um, I don't feel fully functional in what I'm doing. Like, I, I think that's been what's been really fun about um, creating, yeah. right? And like writing and recording music is like, I'm like, okay, now I'm, now I feel like I, I can say what I want in my lyrics, which is fun. Um, yeah. I like I like doing the different harmonies and stuff like that. Like it's fun to do like to layer all the different vocals. Oh, that's got to be cool. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, I don't know. I got a lot to say, so that's why I'm podcasting and making yeah. music. And if people listen, that's really cool. And if they don't, I'm gonna keep doing it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> At least it gets that out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't really want to be um, influenced by the way people applaud. So mm. I'm glad that virtually no one's applauding. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'm going to be like, how many listens do we have? And you'll be like, we can count them on one hand. But uh, oh, it's I more than that. Someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's two whole hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening, listener. Thank you to our fan. (laughs) This was fun. Let's do this like in a month. Yeah. Do do it again. Have a good whatever, everyone. (laughs) Whatever. Catch you on the flippity floppity. share some hilarious memes we'd also like to hear from you like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram